Hey there, it's Joycelyn, it's 9.01, let's see if I can edit some comments, I didn't write any comments on here, here we go, Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed, uh, hi there y'all, how are y'all? Um, three cheers of joy. Now I'm typing. Ah, sorry. Thank you guys for waiting. Hi there. It's Joycelyn. Um, Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. And it's Wednesday, September 4th. And um, I'm back. This is, you know, I've been doing this for a few weeks now. So here I am again. So I'm looking forward to interacting with you guys. And I still haven't figured out a game to give away any books, so I'm still going to have to just do the books the regular way. Hi there. Hi, everybody. So let's start off, first of all, with three cheers of joy. You guys know that's my favorite thing. But more than three cheers of joy tonight, I'm going to show you guys this awesome glass I got for a birthday present from Stephanie. And you guys know for the whole year, I've been saying 50 years of joy. Well, Stephanie made me a set of stemless wine glasses um, that say 50 Years of Joy with one of my favorite colors, yellow. And I say one of my favorite color because it changes. Hey, Sheila, it changes all the time. But, you know, yellow is, I must have told her yellow. So here it is, so 50 Years of Joy. I'm really pleased with it, and I'm drinking it tonight. So tonight for my three cheers of joy, I'm drinking Casa Noble. You guys can't see. Casa Noble Tequila. Uh, I say Castle Noble, but it's Castle Nova, either one. It's a Plata Crystal Tequila. It's really yummy. I think it's probably Cousins with the Don Julio. So that's what I'm drinking tonight. And uh, let's get started with my three cheers of joy. Hi, everybody. Thank you guys for joining. And um, I was going to make my, make sure I remembered to say um, you guys could be doing anything in the whole world, but tonight you're doing me. And I appreciate that. I might change my slogan to that because I like that. So anyway, so we're going to start with three cheers of joy. Um, if you haven't checked since last week, um, any of the episodes of Joy Exposed, you can download on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and now I have a SoundCloud. So I'm really just trying to get my listeners up and to get my viewers up so that I can... Um, you know, get to a lucrative place in that, get some sponsors and monetize it. I feel like I have a, de a good message to share. I feel like I've been able to help people and I want to continue to help people. So you guys get a chance. You can download um, SoundCloud and uh, yeah, I would love for you to follow me on SoundCloud. And if you have one, I'll follow you back. So three cheers of joy. And remember, this is Casa Noble Plata or Crystal Tequila, it's called. It's really yummy, too. It's about $34. Um, and it's pretty good. So I figured I would have this through the hurricane. But we'll talk about that hurricane later. Anyway, so first cheer. Okay, my three cheers of joy. Remember, three moments of self-celebration. Things that have happened to me over the past week that I absolutely love and I appreciate. So this would actually started happening about two weeks ago, and I didn't even—I barely mentioned it when I was listening back through the um, audio. I didn't even really mention it, but I want to mention it tonight. I have—I got this weighted blanket for Chris. I mean, for my birthday. 
And if you've never had a weighted blanket before, it's literally a weighted blanket. And it is the absolute best sleep I think I've ever gotten. And it just kind of tones your body down and put you to a place of ease and helps you to rest well. And so I got that for my birthday from my girlfriend, Dawn. She had one in um, Italy and I got to use it and I fell in love with it because I wanted my whole thing. I always say I don't really sleep well. So I have this weighted blanket and I've been gone for like almost two weeks hanging out with um, some friends and faceless love. So I was just kind of in different places. And then I finally got home and on Tuesday and I got under the blanket and slept so good. So that was wonderful. So my first cheer of joy is a weighted blanket. If you want to know about it, I can tell you guys about it, but it's worth the investment. It is the best sleep ever. So cheers to my weighted blanket. My next cheer of joy is to Hurricane Dorian. If you remember last week, I called her Dion, right? I called her Hurricane Dion and that was my bad. No disrespect to the lady and um, all of her amazing grace, right? She is so powerful. My mom actually sent me a text message today. She's further north in Jacksonville. And my mom told me, she says, it's actually frightening that the same ocean that can bring so much peace and contentment can also wreak havoc and destruction. And I was like, you're absolutely right. And the funny thing about that is that's one of the things that I say, the ocean and the mountains. If you, anywhere you've traveled in the U.S., anywhere and you've seen the mountains. They, and I know I love Kennesaw Mountain in Marietta, but I mean, a mountain range it's breathtaking. So I always say the ocean and the mountains are two things, two of the creations that make me realize my time on this earth is short and that literally I'm irrelevant. So whatever the punch I give, it's got to pack a lot because I don't have a lot of time here. None of us do. We have what, about 80, 90 years and it's a wrap for all of us. So we literally have to do our best that we can do. So Hurricane Dorian is my second cheer of joy because I kept watching it on the monitor trying to see if it was going to in fact come across the state through Lakeland into Tampa how is it going to affect me what did I need to do and hurricane season is stressful for me because when you're in the in this peninsula area when you're in Florida area if there's a hurricane in the Atlantic you're already jutted out showing how beautiful you are and daring it to come your way. So cheers um, to Hurricane Dorian for doing her thing and wreaking minimal destruction. I know the Bahamas felt it, um, but when we're talking about large masses and populations, it, she could have been, it could have been a lot worse. So everybody will help Bahamas with their recovery effort. And um, Bahamas, if you haven't been, it's always beautiful. So. You know, we'll we'll see when we go back and visit. So cheers to Hurricane Dorian. Mm. And my third cheer of joy tonight is for my granddaughter, my granddaughter Ariel. And I call her Princess Ari J. So she's two. Um, she's actually about two and a half, and she is oh my gosh, precocious. I guess that's the word I would use, but she is a mess. So Ever since she was probably about six months old, she's always played in my hair, right? She's off. I'm twisting my hair, she's twisting my hair. If um, whatever I'm doing to my hair, she's doing it. And one of the things I always tell people when they ask me about my hair is like, I don't really let people touch my hair because it's a, you know, you carry a negative energy. People have a negative energy. 
and I don't really want to carry somebody's argument in my with me. And when they touch you, they leave it on you. So I twist my own hair. I post pictures and I talk about it. It's been about three years now. So last night, yesterday, not last night, yesterday afternoon, I washed my hair in the shower and I got out with my hair wrapped up, right? And it was just me and my granddaughter here because she hung out with me for the day. And um, I had my hair wrapped up and I've got my robe on, you know, and I just come out of the bathroom and she sees me and she just looks at me and she takes off running to my bedroom. And I was like, well, come on, let's get some lunch first. And she was very quiet. And then I came in my bedroom after we had lunch and she had taken out my beeswax and hair clips and hair accessories that I wear sometimes and just kind of laid everything out on the bed because she knew that it was time. So I'm like, even at two and a half, she knows Grammy's hair is wrapped up. It's time to twist it. And that's what we did for the afternoon. It's like, we just twisted my hair and she helped twist and she gave clips. And I was just really appreciate that. And I wonder, if that's going to be the thing that she remembers when she's older, that I used to twist Grammy's hair. So I appreciate that. It just kind of made my heart warm because I don't really see myself in a traditional sense as a Grammy. <clears throat> I try, you know, but I just don't think I got that, that part of it. So, um, or I'm just not traditional at all. So whatever, not even just a Grammy. So that was really cool. But back to, people touching you. And I know a lot of there's the hair salons is a big industry. And I think the more you do to it, if it's a relaxer and heat, you kind of get rid of some of those negative energies. But when you wear your hair natural and people are playing in it, I, my thought is because you're not manipulating it much that they're leaving just some negativity behind. And I haven't been brave enough to let people play in my hair yet or to twist my hair. I've learned, I taught myself you know, so I just kind of taught myself how to do it. And some days it looks great and some days it doesn't. But what the fuck? It is what it is. <laughs> All right. So those are my three cheers of joy. So cheers to that. Cheers to my weighted blanket. Mm, it's absolutely yummy. Um, Hurricane Dorian was just badass and so big and so beautiful. And the funny thing about Hurricane Dorian is that every single element, think of it like this. Every element of Hurricane Dorian exists in each one of us. We have the ability to just kick up a storm wherever we go, and we have to, but we have to decide if it's good or bad and if it affects in a great way or in a negative way. But we have to be in control of ourselves. So that's a big deal for me, thinking about how powerful I am. Thank you so much, Kim. Hi, Cindy. So that's a big deal for me thinking about how powerful I am is that the hurricane, the universe exists in me. And so I have just my lifetime to kick up one good time, like Hurricane Dorian and do my shit, right? So the fun, I even referenced myself as Hurricane Joy in my third book, just because of the way that I was feeling this crazy deranged feeling. But when you think about the hurricane, she's probably less angry than more excited than turning new soil and trying to get us ready for the fall and the winter and replenishing the waters. So the intention of the hurricane is definitely good. I mean, there is destruction in the good, but the intention of the hurricane is good for everyone. All right, so that's that. Three cheers of joy. And don't forget, it's Casa Noble Crystal Tequila. I'm gonna show this because I'm gonna get them to sponsor this episode. 
So cheers. And don't forget, you can get anything off of SoundCloud. And I, I'm new to SoundCloud, so I'm just figuring that out. But if you have one, follow me on SoundCloud. And like I said, I'll follow you back. You can put all kinds of stuff on there. As a matter of fact, for the SoundCloud, I'm going to start um, an erotic series. Um, an erotic series of stories and tales and just outside of the virtues of joy books, which the third one will be ready at the end of October. So I'm working desperately on that. Um, I hope that I can figure it out a little bit sooner than that so that um, I can take it to this reading that I have in um, Gainesville. Uh, uh, hold on a second. So I'm hoping I can have it done before that because I have a reading in Gainesville at the beginning of the month. So that would be pretty awesome to have a new book ready. Hey there, Stephanie. I was just saying hi to everybody. So let's see. Stephanie just joined us. Hi, Daryl. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Jocelyn. Thomas. Hi, Kim. Cinny. Kim is on here. And Kim said she needed a vacation. And I saw her say that. And I was like, where are you trying to go? I was ready to kidnap her ass. Everybody know I'd be ready to go. <laughs> she was like, cool your jets, mama. <clears throat> I'm just speaking out loud. I'm like, manifest, say it out loud. I'm ready for you. Let's do it. So hi, Diane. <clears throat> Excuse me, Tony. Hi, Travis and Anthony, Martin, Philip, Harold. Hi, Juan. Thank you for joining me again. Hi, Jojo. Thank you for joining me. I'm trying to like this comment and I can't. Uh, hi, Damien. Hey, Sheila. Sheila, I have a surprise for you tonight. Darren, Randall, hi, Viandi. How are you? Aziz, Marceline, Sicily. Thank you guys so much. Hi, Tia. Tia's on here tonight. Remember, she was my Woman Crush Wednesday, um, week before last. So uh, she's here tonight. So this is pretty cool. And uh, yes, Kim, I was going to kidnap you, girl. I'm ready to go. What you trying to do? All right. And hi, Mr. D's. I don't know what his real name is, but it says Mr. D's. I'm not going to read the whole thing. <laughs> now that made me blush. Anyway, so my Facebook post of the week. After we do three cheers, we go into our Facebook post of the week. And the Facebook post of the week is something that just makes us kind of take notice of what's going on. And this just kind of was right up my alley because of some stuff that I had been thinking about and going through. So <clears throat> it's the Facebook post of the week, but it's actually pretty much my um, topic for tonight, talking about forgiveness. So Sheila, Sheila, <clears throat> uh, let's see how her name is on here. Sheila Phelps Bell, it's a classmate of mine and she, Yep, there she is. Sheila Phelps Bell is a classmate of mine, and she made a post. And she and I have had some really good conversations on Facebook and in person, just trying to figure people out because she's a really good spirit, too. And she's the one that bakes the cakes I was telling you about. So her post, and she doesn't know that I've chosen it for my Facebook post of the week, so I'm going to read it now. I swear I need to work on my forgiving skills. It's really easy with the misunderstanding, but when someone hurts you with lies and lie just to have others join them in their unnecessary drama and even lying to me, that's hard. But I've got to seriously work on that. 
this has always been something that I've struggled with in my walk with God. And I know forgiveness is very big and important, knowing how he has to forgive us on a regular basis. So I really appreciate it, Sheila's. I really appreciated that post because forgiveness is something we all struggle with. We feel like when someone wrongs us that we have to forgive them. We feel like that because we don't know how to forgive and we only know that God will forgive us over and over and over and over. <clears throat> so that's pretty much going to be the basis of my conversation tonight. And I'm going to talk about how, what I learned about forgiveness. So what, okay. I have, and I say this all the time because so many of my lessons comes from me being single and being on my walk. I was single for a long time. One of the things that I did when I was single for a long time is that I would have sex. I mean, we most have sex, you know, like we want to, it's an innate desire. We don't do anything for it. It shows up. I wanted to have sex. So after I got divorced, what I realized is that I no longer had a husband to have sex with, but it didn't take away my desires for wanting to have sex. It probably increased my desires to have sex, but so it's what I wanted. So what I started doing, when I would meet people and have sex with them, I would feel horrible the next day. It wasn't my husband, it wasn't my boyfriend, and many of them were potential, like I wanted them to be, and I wanted to be in a relationship, but I couldn't necessarily be in a relationship. Hi, Chanel, hi, Angie, hi, Shana. Yeah, so I knew that I was struggling with myself and my walk. So what I started doing in my struggles, I mean, and it takes some time to figure this out because as a woman who wants to, as a woman who is sexually charged or who wants to have sex, you find yourself in these situations, you go in it thinking this is gonna do it, but you leave it like, that was really no big deal. I mean, it was great while I was in it, but once it was over, it was fucking over. Like it wasn't anything behind it that solidified you. You going in and having sex with someone that you don't really know, me, I'm gonna say me, I won't say you cause I don't want you guys to own my issues. Me going in and having sex with somebody that I didn't really know didn't take away my desire for wanting to have sex. But what it did was make me embarrassed to view God because I knew that I shouldn't have been having sex and not being married. Now, I didn't ever go to him and say, you apologize because I have these desires because of you. I never I never went that route. It was more like, oh my God, what am I going to do with this? It's been like 12 hours and I'm like, what am I going to do next? So that that's my first thing with coming with forgiveness. My first thing was trying to figure out how to get forgiveness for God, from God, for my promiscuity, for my desire to have sex, for my desire to be with someone. And I'm a woman who loves men. And I'm, I don't lie when I say I love the power of a man just rolling through my body. Like I, that's something that always intrigued me, but it was nothing necessarily fulfilling about it. I did it. I had a good time. And then when it was over, back to the drawing board, there was nothing lasting after that it was kind of in the moment and when i've described this to uh men before men a man who i respect and i know told me he says oh 
that sounds like it's from, that's how men respond to sex. And I was like, oh, he's like, yeah, you know, you go, you have sex with somebody, you keep it moving. There's no attachment. There's no conversation about it. You don't even want to be with them again, but because you feel obligated to not hurt them, you let them draw you back in. And so that was really enlightening for me because I never really had any perspective. I just thought it was a problem with me. So what I started doing was asking God, hey, before I go do this, you know how I'm feeling. Help me with this. You know how I'm feeling. You know what my desires are. Help me with this. And my conversation with God became more fluid when I could look at myself in the mirror and have the conversation because God exists in me. He exists in me. I exist because of him. He exists in me. So if I can have a conversation with myself, an honest conversation, then I feel like his response is only to me because that's that where it's directed. It's not random bullshit in the air. It's, hey, we having a hard time here. So I started having those conversations. Well, people would be laughing when I tell people like, you know, I'm like laughing. They tell them like, shit, I got to pray about it. Like, I don't know. And they're like, you're going to pray to God about sex. That's a sin. And I'm like, well, shit, I'm going to do it. He knows. He knows he's with me. He knows. He knows my intention. He knows my desires. Why wouldn't I have a conversation with God about it? So anyway, so I started having a conversation with God about it beforehand right and i would just be like well you know i'm feeling kind of some kind of way today so i'm gonna need your help and you know sometimes he would respond in a positive manner and sometimes he wouldn't respond at all when he responded in a positive manner let's say i went out with someone who got sick and threw up i went out with somebody else who couldn't get an erection i call those positive responses from god because i've prayed about it and if he can't get an erection that means bad i ain't supposed to do it I'm out of here. So it creates a different level of understanding between you and the conversation that you have with God. So I would just be like, all right, I'm going to leave. And, you know, of course, the men are like, well, wait, give me a few minutes. No, no, no. I already got my answer. I'm out of here. So that was really me exploring the understanding because I could ask God a hundred times to forgive me for my promiscuity, for my indiscriminate sexual encounters. I could ask him over and over. He would always forgive me. Here's the thing though. If I ask him out loud, how many times can I stand myself asking for forgiveness? And I think that's part of the lesson in the way that God operates. We cannot say anything and ask in our mind, please forgive me. And we can say our prayer and he'll forgive us every single time. But how many times do you want to hear yourself because i got to a point where i was asking like damn how many times can i ask forgiveness for the same thing every single time like he's gonna think i'm an idiot god's gonna think i'm an idiot he'll forgive me he's gonna think i'm an idiot so i started kind of backing up trying to see how i can do things different so when i started dating more you know and i would meet people and I'm getting to the point that there's an opportunity to have sex or not have sex. I would literally say to men, well, you're really interesting and you're very good looking, but let me, I got to Are you worth me asking forgiveness in the morning? Like, I got some video. Can I see you in action? You got some videos, some Pornhub. Like what you got? Like, is it worth it for me asking God in the morning to forgive me for spending this evening with you? And that became a big deal for me 
the funny thing about that, it seems silly, I know, but men would be like, what you mean ask forgiveness? And you tell them, well, I gotta ask God to forgive me for this, what I'm about to do. And I'm trying to figure out if you're worth my time. Well, men don't wanna have that conversation because they're not they're not capable of even accepting where they are where they are or admitting what they're doing is not in line with something godly. So that helped me a lot because some men would be like, "Oh, don't no, don't even do it." And then it it also put me in line with saying, "No, you're not worth it." You know, this is great and you're yummy on my eyes, but I got to ask forgiveness tomorrow and I just don't think it's going to be worth it. And you got some references, like it would turn into a whole interview process because when I take my words to God and ask for forgiveness, I have to show him that I've done everything that I'm supposed to do to get his forgiveness. Like I tried every avenue and I tried to avert the situations or miss them. I have to show him that I am trying to do good, right? So that brings me to the conversation tonight about what exactly is forgiveness. What is forgiveness and how do we forgive? So before we get into that, let me say hi to a couple people. Hi, George. Hi, Janella. Hi, Carson. Hi, Elias. Chanel. Hi, Angie. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining. Hi, Emmett. Hi, Mary. And like I said, you guys can be doing anything in the whole world, but you're here and doing me. I really appreciate that. So I'm thinking that when we talk about people forgiving us or us forgiving other people, what does it look like? So I had, I learned from my conversation with God about forgiveness. So if I was going to have indiscriminate sex and I had to pray and ask God out loud, like, hey, you know what I'm getting ready to go do? I need you to keep me safe. Don't let, and I, I didn't say don't let me do it. I knew what my desires were. But I said stuff like, keep me safe. Please, if I'm going somewhere to get killed, like, I, don't let me die tonight. I literally, I say that I have a running conversation with God because that's the person who's more aware of me than anybody else. But it also puts me in an open conversation with man. And man has a problem with open conversation when it comes to people in the conversation accepting responsibility. So the conversation tonight is about forgiveness and how to forgive. And we should forgive because God forgives. Well, God forgives because God is God. We're human. We're regular people. We can forgive, but before we get to forgive anybody else, we have to forgive ourselves for being in the situation, right? So I love Sheila's post because it's so heartfelt and warm and just trying to figure out what do you do when people are lying to you over and over, when people lie to you to other people and kick up all this dirt and drama. So what do you do to forgive them? Hi, Chanel. Hi, Israel. Vaughn, Nolan. What do you do to forgive people who are taking advantage of you and they're lying to you? It's really not necessarily a forgiveness. The biggest, the biggest thing that I've learned in talking about forgiveness is me owning my place in the situation. Now, if I lie, if somebody lies or misuses me one time, and we talked about this three weeks ago when I talked about being pimped. If somebody lies to me the first time, oh, I'm on notice, right? If they lie to me again, that's about it. But because I'm, I expect good from people, which I know Sheila's probably similar because she's such a sweet person. 
she's going to be okay with a couple times for people coming to her. But what we have to understand is we talk about forgiving people. It's less about them and more about us. Because the more that we are aware of who we are and what we're doing, the more that we're aware that somebody's trying to misuse us and lie to us. Now, that's, on, that's our part of it. If you know that you've been misused, if you've been put in this situation and you haven't learned a lesson or collected your tools or grown stronger in yourself, not anybody else, because I've told you guys before, when God comes for you on your path to do yours, he's not mentioning anybody else. He doesn't care. He literally doesn't care if you didn't get to do something because somebody did something. He only wants you to move on your purpose. So we can't really hold people responsible for us. So when somebody comes to you and they misuse you, the first time you can forgive them. You can say, oh, okay, I understand. Okay, because they're going to explain their way out of it. And then the second time, they're going to do the same thing. And what you have to ask is, why are you asking me to forgive you? What am I forgiving you for? They're not going to be able to, if, they, if their intentions are bad for you, they can't articulate why you, what they're asking forgiveness for. They're going to throw out some bullshit. Oh, I'm sorry. And you're going to be like, okay. And then you're, you're wrestling with all the things that happened and they put a blanket. I'm sorry. They need to say what they're sorry for. So this is me. Well, are you sorry for your pre thoughts in the situation when you decided you would lie to me? Are you sorry for that? Are you sorry for thinking that I'm not worthy enough or of the truth? Are you sorry that you think you can take advantage of me? Do, are you sorry because you think I'm not as smart as you? Are you sorry because you think I'm not as good as you? All these judgments you're making on me to get to your place of lying to me. You've already mistreated me a week before you the lie left your mouth. So when you say I'm sorry, what exactly are you sorry for? What are you sorry for? But because we are warm, caring people, we'll take an I'm sorry to patch up the fact that we're hurt. Well, it's not enough because we need to know why are you sorry? For what are you apologizing? That's what I wanted. I, I just asked, why, why are you apologizing? What do you want me to forgive you for? For lying? For lying, which lie? Which lie am I forgiving you? You tell me the lies you told. You, t you go through verbatim and say, I did these things. I'm asking your apologies. I'm asking for you to forgive me. Guess what? That's how God forgives us. God doesn't forgive us because we go out and do some crap and be like, oh, I'm sorry. He wants us to look at every single thing that led to us doing that to the apology. He needs us to see that. And that's what we need for people to say when they're talking to us. It's a big deal to me because I talk about integrity. I talk about honesty. I talk about transparency. If you come to me and you lie to me, I'll give you an example. I had a person, and, and I'm getting harder in my older age. And I mean, I'm 50, not like 100. But I had a person contact me on Facebook. And they wanted to meet with me. No problem. People want to meet with me. So I said, business or personal? And he said, uh, well, I'd like personal, but it's business. 
I said, okay, cool. What are you trying to do? He says, I want to talk to you about your business and maybe some investments or sponsorships. So, you know, for me, I'm like, bet, let's do it. So I'm like, okay. I said, so we can, I said, I can meet you for lunch. And I said, I can meet you for lunch. And he was like, no, I can pick you up. First of all, it's not business. So that to me is, that to me already says it's misleading, right? Because you tell me you'd like personal, but it's business. But then you tell me you're going to pick me up. That's not business. Sorry. But I didn't say anything. I just said, no, I'm fine. I can meet you. Let's find out where we're going to meet. And then um, we can go from there. So he says, okay. So uh, I said, um, he said, well, what's your, give me your web address for your company and stuff. And let me look at it. So I figure if you're contacting me for investment or sponsorships, you've already looked at my stuff. Why else would you be contacting me? So then I'm already peaked, right? So I sent him the publishing website. I sent him my personal website. Of course, I sent him the SoundCloud, you know, like sending my stuff. Check it out because I need, you know, I'm in a gross moment. So come on, what you want to do? So he replies with, well, I own two clubs, three beauty supplies, blah, 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 blah. So first of all, why are you telling me this? I don't need to know this. I'm, I didn't contact you to invest. You contacted me. So all of this is now the conversation is really sideways because you've gone from you con contacted me to want to invest in my business to now you're telling me about your business. You've said this was business, but you're trying to make it personal. So he's like, well, all right, this is cool. I'll look at it. He said, but uh, pick a restaurant you want. And because I'm a gentleman, I'll pick up the tab. I said, I'm not looking for a gentleman. I'm looking for an investor or a sponsor. So I pay my own tab. It's a business expense. No worries. So then I sent him just on a lark. I said, hey, wh where are your clubs? He said, in Jacksonville. I said, oh, okay. He sent the name of his clubs. I said, what's the name of them? He sent them. Well, this is the funny thing. My mom lives in Jacksonville and I frequent Jacksonville. So one of the clubs he mentioned that he owns has been closed like since 2015. It was a murder and the club's closed and it's been closed. And I, as soon as I saw the name of it, I was like, oh, did they reopen this? But I didn't say anything to him. And then I looked at the other club that was part of a co-op of a multi-mixed use development that's owned by a comp owned by another company that manages several other places within there. And I saw that on, on their website. And I just was deciding like, am I interested enough in this person's desire to invest in my business? Or the fact that this person has already lied to me and come at me sideways. So my response was, well, thank you, but I'm done with this conversation. Because I didn't have anything else to say. Because if you've already lied to me in a preliminary, if you've already tried to mislead me, your intention is to mislead me. If I went anything beyond that, met the guy for lunch, it turned sideways, then that would have been all on me. If you know somebody's coming at you sideways with something fucked up, then you have to be aware enough to say, this: you're coming at me sideways. So forgiveness is the thing. It's not, for me, it's not as much about forgiving other people. It's about forgiving me. Now, I forgave myself for that conversation because I was interested in it. I'm interested in financial support for my business. I am. I'm interested in sponsors. I'm interested in investors. I'm interested in that. 
but even just having a short conversation and it was very quick probably 10 minutes 15 minutes i was done with it but because i'm so aware of myself and conversations that are not good or misleading i was able to shut it off before it went somewhere else all that droning on trying to get to know me trying to get in a space that's not available then it would make it seem like i was misleading because i allowed him in the space and he knew that he had already messed up because his response to me was okay he already knew that i was on i didn't point out that he was lying i didn't ask him any questions to guadir him i ain't ask none of that i just said okay i'm done here thank you bye and he said okay so that's where we have to be when we talk about forgiveness forgiveness is less about the other people than it is about ourselves now if you're in a relationship with people or with a person and this person lies to you guess what their intention is to lie to you their intention is to mislead you their intention is to continue to have access to you for your goodness while they can go do whatever the hell it is they're doing that's the truth I, there's no way around it there's no uh pussyfooting around it there's no there's no soft shoeing around it there's none of that when somebody lies to you their intention is to lie to you whatever their reason well i lie to you because i love you do you is okay all right so how about it's easier for me you for me if you didn't love me stop loving me leave me alone when people come to you with lies that means they have already planned out your thought process and what you're capable of doing so by the time they get to you with a lie they've already thought about how you're going to respond how they're going to get by it that you're going to forgive them that it's going to be fine and they got away with whatever it is they were trying to do so their lie is going to float it it ain't no it ain't no fluke they thought about lying to you so when so I, I can't i don't do well with that like i literally don't do well with that and maybe some people are better but when people lie to you to get your goodness from you your time your energy that holds you in place for being productive on your path when people are literally taking from you for their own selfishness and they're gonna lie to you about it too go to hell that don't even make sense get that shit out of it and you know what i'm not gonna talk about it anymore i gotta protect myself and we want to believe them whether it's girlfriends or boyfriends or sisters or brothers or bums on the street or I won't say bums on the street, people on the street or new people that you meet. We want to believe them because we can see you're naturally gifted to see the goodness in people. But if it's the goodness isn't something that they've chosen to manifest, then it's not going to be goodness that's available to you, right? Their goodness is not what it's what you can see, but it's not what they're dealing in. So we have to be really careful of that. Lies forgiveness forgiveness is you somebody lie to you one time and you say i forgive you okay but you know what it felt like you know you feel like you can't trust them you know you feel like you don't want them to go anywhere because you need to see what they're doing you have this protective space on them because you want to make sure they don't lie again well that's not how that works if it's a liar it's a liar
right? So sometimes people lie out of fear. They're something, they're afraid something's going to happen. They're fearful and they may lie to you and they'll tell you I was afraid and that's okay. But they, their behaviors have to be consistent afterwards to get you to a place of trusting again. You trusting doesn't happen overnight because guess what? If somebody lies to you and it took them two weeks to get this whole lie together to give it to you, when they ask forgiveness, they want you to forgive them overnight. Fuck no, you've already been working on this lie for two weeks. At least give me two weeks to get past the fact that I'm mad about it. How long did it take you to conjure up this idea? I remember this guy I was dating and uh, he was gone for a weekend. Well, I don't know. I didn't know that he was gone. But I found out that he was gone later. He was on a cruise. He went on a cruise with a woman. And I didn't know. I just called him a couple times. His phone did this funky thing. I thought his phone was turned off. I was like, oh, let me go pay his phone bill. His phone probably off. He ain't got no money. But then I found out we got past that. And I found out later, I, we got past the fact that he was disappeared for a weekend. Like We got past that Thursday through Monday thing. Because, you know, I had stuff to do, too. But then when he got back, you know, everything just kind of fell back into place. Well, a few months later, I found out that he had been on a cruise with a woman. So for him, he was like, that happened months ago. But for me, every instance I ever questioned came back to play. Like, well, what about this? And what about this? And then this and this. So I'm going back over that. The problem is, because I didn't have all the information, I allowed myself to stay in a unhealthy space of yucky right questioning my own judgment oh i just thought something was wrong and i even told him i said oh i said it's so weird i thought you were out of the country and he just was like why would you think that and then months later he was found out he was out of the country so that was confirmation that my intuition my first thought is the thought that i have to go with because that's the thing that's true for me so for when we're in situations and people are intentionally lying to you, using you, hiding, whatever, it's because you're good. They, there's something good in you they want to have access to. I mean, it's some other stuff, some other places they're trying to do too, but they're definitely trying to hang on to your goodness. They want to hold on to it. And so forget forgiving other people. Work. How do you forgive yourself? That's how we have to look at it when we're asking God over and over to forgive us. So when people coming to us asking, we have to be like, okay, am I okay with this? Am I okay with the fact that this person lied to me? Not that they lied to me, but they executed a whole lie. It's like robbing a bank. Yeah, the act was robbing a bank, but how much time did you spend in the planning of robbing the bank? Because in this instance, I'm the bank and you robbed from me, and you expect me to just be forgiving, and you just come back and do it again, and do it again, and do it again. Well, that's not how it works. So, Sheila, thank you so much for your post, because that's the human in us, right? That's the loving, kind human, and we wanna forgive people who lie to us. But the truth of the matter is, the people who lie to us have planned to lie to us. They've planned it, so you're hurt by it, but they've been planning the they've been planning the lie. They've been planning the lie. Who they gonna include in it? If Sheila asks you, or if Joycelyn asks you, or if this say this, they got they colluded with people to get people to lie. So it ain't just a forgive them. 
hell they did so much they they've been lying they so you know it's not as easy to forgive people you give people one time to lie to you to mistreat you because every time somebody chips away at your armor at the person that you are is the longer that you stay held hostage in the space as long as you stay you are held hostage in the space that you're in and it keeps you from being of your path you have to be free of it if somebody comes to you and they want something from you only you can only give what you have you can if, only give what you have whatever this is it you don't get to keep coming back and forth because i don't have it i don't have it to give to you over and over i have it this one time and i let it go freely because that's what i felt but you don't get to lie and manipulate and take from me you don't get to do that why because you are you the fact that you're lying to me you've already said to yourself that i'm dumb that i don't understand that you're smarter than me you've already put a label on me on my intelligence because you lied to me so why am i what am i'm agree with you i'm dumb no i'm not gonna agree with you i'm dumb i'm not gonna agree with you that you're better than me i'm not gonna agree that you got something on me right <laughs> I'm not going to agree that you have got something on me or that you can treat me some kind of way. Because this goes back to, I talk about the, many of the same things over and over because there's so much freedom in them. You don't get, you're not better than me. Whoever I'm dealing with, you're not better than me. In your mind, you might think I am. You might judge that you're better than me because of the way that I handle situations, but you're not. We were all created equal. God gave us life. We all have a life. You don't get to mistreat me, dog me out, lie to me, because you better than me. Fuck you. Take that shit somewhere else. Try that shit with a third grader. Guess what? It ain't going to run here. So I'm not, I don't do the lies because a lie isn't a mistake. You get the first time that you, the first time you breach a trust, that you violate a trust that I have with you. It's hard for me to come back from that. I've been dating the same guy for three years. He's not lied to me, but other people have. And I just told him the other day, I'm finally at a place that I don't expect you to leave. And he's like, are you serious? Yes, because I expect the bullshit because there's been plenty of bullshit. But the thing of it is, I've had to forgive me for being in those situations. And the way that I've been able to stay in this relationship is that it doesn't look like or feel like past negative situations. So we have to be very careful with the people lying to us because it's their intention. Their intention is to do harm to us, to our spirit, to our energy, to our time. Their intention is to hurt us. And they're, they're only going to talk about it when they're caught. If you never catch them or you never call them on it, they ain't going to come to you and be like, I lied to you. That'll be too easy, right? They're going to come and be like, oh, I lied. I shouldn't have. Da, 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 da. They're not going to do that. They're going to be like carrying it in their mind that they've lied to you. And the people that they can talk about situations and not talk about situations. Or the people that you can be around or not be around, right? So forgiveness is about yourself. It's not about the other people. When you forgive yourself for placing yourself in the situation that somebody can take advantage of you or that somebody took advantage of you, then you're okay with seeing other people where they are. But don't worry about forgiving other people. It ain't about them, it's about you. It's about how you feel after you've had a conversation saying, I can't believe this bitch lied to me. 
I can't believe this happened. I can't. We go through that. We were like, oh my, why would they do that? Well, think, start answering the questions. They lied to me because they think I'm dumb. They lied to me because they knew if they told me the truth, I wouldn't do this. They lied to me for personal gain. Nobody's lying to you for your own gain. There's no gain in a lie for yourself. Well, I lied to you because I want you to have a great life. Is that so? I lied to you because I wanted you to win the lottery. I wanted you to get a promotion at work. I lied to you for your own good. Why was it for my good? Why was the lie for my good? Right? So we just have to be very careful with that when we're talking about forgiving people. Before you can forgive people, you have to ask them, why am I forgiving you? Like, what, what have you done that you require my forgiveness? And that's hard because people even think about little kids. Little kids are like, well, I lied and I this and I lied and I this. You know, so even little kids are ashamed to say what they lied about. But adults, adults will not, they'll just be like, oh, I'm sorry. And then we'll say, oh, okay. But to ask them what they're sorry for, are you sorry because you think I'm dumb, don't you? You think I'm dumb? You think you're smarter than me? Ask the questions, shit. I mean, seriously, you just have to ask um, to get clarification so that you can get to a point of forgiveness. And the forgiveness starts with yourself, and then it's a trickle-down effect. Because you're not going to let people come to you, come back and forth to you to continue to lie to you. You're not going to do that. I mean, you might, but ain't no gain in that. And remember, you got to be of purpose. You got to figure out how to do what God has placed you here to do. You don't get to just sit around and chill. You got work to do. We all have work to do. So, all right. So we got, oh, just gosh, we got like 10 minutes left. Oh, I just talked on ramble, ramble, ramble. All right. So anyway, that was my rant on forgiveness and trying to figure out, you know, the point of it and why, um, you know, when people ask you for forgiveness, what exactly do they want? What are they asking you forgiveness for? There's so much more than the lie or whatever happened before it gets to that. There's so much that has happened before that, that when, they're, when they ask for forgiveness for that, you're going to have to ask, what was the intention? Because they had intention to hurt you before, even before the lie happened. So we have to be very careful of that. We have to take care of ourselves. So... That's it on forgiveness. And for remember, you can download this on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play. I'll upload it probably in the morning. So you should be able to download it within the next 24 hours. So I'm trying to get my numbers up. So whatever you use, get it. Hi, Kim. I'm sorry. Hi, Sherry. Hi, Chris. My brother joined. And um, hi, Delatron. Hey, thanks, Dre. I appreciate you. So, um, yeah, so my Woman Crush Wednesday, and it's almost 10, so I'll go ahead and announce it. Her name is Stephanie Mills, right? And I'll post it on my Facebook, of course. So I've known Stephanie for probably 20 years. And let me tell you something. She is a mother. She's a hardworking woman, and she has four children. And she's a bomb-ass bitch. Like, she's so strong. The reason I've chosen her as my Woman Crush Wednesday is because not only does she have all this stuff, she's also started her own business with so much details. And she spends a lot of time on it. I showed you guys my glass, 50 Years of Joy. She made this a set of these for me. And they're so awesome. I'm using them tonight for my toast. 
she made my Joy Exposed t-shirts and she's putting together a reading for me in Gainesville and she's still just being a phenomenal woman with this family. And a lot of us women do that, but she's in a place now that she's trying to find her way because she's been a mom for so long. So now she's in her adult space and she's trying to, you know, scale the waters on her own. So Stephanie is officially my woman crush Wednesday. She's so awesome. She makes me smile and she has this most amazing laugh and her energy is just infectious. So I'll have to post Stephanie. I hope she's listening. Uh, I'll have to post that on my page so that she can see I celebrate her. And not to mention she just had a birthday on the first. So I think she's, I won't even tell her age. Everybody isn't free coming with their age like I am. So we're going to wrap this up. We've got about seven minutes left. I feel like I need more time. So I was mentioning earlier at the beginning of the show that um, I was mentioning earlier on the beginning of the show that I have these different um, platforms of available to download. And on the SoundCloud, I'm learning about it, but I'm going to start. Um, I can't really decide what I'm going to call it, but it's going to be like a, a storytelling kind of avenue on the SoundCloud because the third virtues. So virtues, my first two books, The Virtues of Joy and More Virtues of Joy are ready. They're on the market. I'm working on the third virtues, which I hope to be ready in, uh, by the end of this month, October, because I want to have pre-sales for them at this reading I'm doing in October. And then there's The Weekend of Traveling Roses as a novelette. So that's going to be four books for me out by the end of October. So all of those are already available on Amazon and Barnes and & Nobles and also my website. So check out any of those. If you don't have them, I'd love for you to read them. Yay, you are 49. So Stephanie says she's turning 40. Oh, she's 49. She turned 49. Hi, Dawn. I was just talking about you and my weighted blanket earlier in the show. So I love it when everybody joins. This is so much fun. So um, we have to make sure that we, uh, if, if you get a chance to download, that's going to be great. It's going to be some good stuff coming. I'm really excited about it. And like I said, I'm growing. Last week, I had more than a thousand views on um, my podcast for the week. And I was very, very excited about that because that's my largest number since I've been doing just the Facebook and we're building the SoundCloud as we go. So things that I always talk about in closing is personal responsibility. Your path, your journey, you've got to walk it and you've got to own everything that happens to you. We don't get to blame anybody for our mishaps. We have to go to God with it. However, tawdry it is, if it's where you, he knows where you are, there's no hiding it. So whatever it is, you have to go and you have to ask for forgiveness. When you get to a point of asking forgiveness and you establish peace within yourself and you know that your worries are limited and the people around you can't manipulate you and lie to you and mistreat you, you establish your own peace, which leads to your freedom. You have to have your freedom to walk it. Your path, your path. I say that over and over. You're not going to be able to walk your path being weighted down. You won't be able to walk your path blaming other people. You've got to allow yourself the understanding that you were chosen specifically for a purpose and you have to find it. And that's the beautiful thing about God. He never tells you what your purpose is. He just provides an amazing platform of movement, all these different paths, all these different opportunities to learn and grow. And uh, he just makes sure that you 
stay within anything. You're not going to be able to do things that you're not able to do. Like that's the way that it's set up. But the things that you are, you do them and you love them. If they're bad for you, you don't get caught in them. You take your lessons and you keep it moving. That's the beautiful thing about living. I definitely appreciate that. So it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. Tonight we're drinking Casanoble tequila for our three cheers of joy. We've talked about forgiveness. How do you forgive? What does it mean to forgive? What's the intention of the person who's asking your forgiveness? If their intention is to hurt you, you've got to put them in a space that keeps you safe and keep them away from you. Nobody wants, nobody should want to hurt you. That's not a good thing for people to want to hurt you. And if that's their intention, you've got to get them the hell out of your life. Um, we talked about my woman crush Wednesday, Stephanie Mills, Sheila Phelps Bell had the post of the week about forgiveness that spurred this whole conversation. And uh, next week we're going to talk about ruminating. I have found out about it and uh, it's almost over, Kim. I'm sorry. You can download it. I've talked, I want to talk about ruminating next week. And it's something I found out about myself that I've been able to work on. And I think it offers a lot for other people. And because we, we call it overthinking. People always say, you think too much, you overthink, you overanalyze, da, da, da. Well, there's a whole word for it. And there's a reason why we do it. And we'll talk about that next week. So it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. And remember, when joy is exposed, everything just feels better. Any questions that you have, you let me know. I'm more than happy to answer. Oh, and if you want a book, uh, I have two books tonight and one Tumblr. It's like a Yeti, and you can have it designed with your name or the Joy Exposed logo. So I have one Yeti and one Yeti-like Tumblr and two Virtues books. So if you're interested in either one, send me an inbox with your address, and I'll make sure I get it out in the mail to you. So have a great night and thank you so much for joining me. And remember, when joy is exposed, everything just feels better. Mwah. Good night.